Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. My name is Shelby Rose, and I am an energetic and business guide helping you align, activate, and expand your energy to create the life and business you're wildly obsessed with. I believe that every single one of us has a path that lights us up, makes us excited to get up every single day, and brings massive service and impact to the world. In this podcast, we'll tune into our soul's true desires, take ownership for every single thing in our lives, and shift our vibration to embody the queen we came here to be. You deserve this. You get to have it. Let's go create it. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am your host, Shelby Rose. I'm a little out of breath. I've been running up and down the stairs trying to get Dahlia situated before we hit record. And here I am. So if you notice a little windedness, that's probably why. I was just telling my um, my dad the other day, I'm like, you know, I'm really out of shape. I like used to be re- in really good shape. I don't know if I told you guys this already, I'm moving back to Colorado and I'm so excited because I'm like, oh my gosh, my lung capacity while I was there was so good because I loved hiking and it didn't feel like a workout for me. I still work out, but it's just, you know, that high intensity shit. Anyways, I digress. Hello. Welcome. If you are new to the show, I am your host, Shelby Rose, founder of the Raise Your Vibration podcast, as well as Shelby Rose LLC, I don't know, incorporated, whatever you call it. And uh, I have a business that's really dedicated to empowering women to step into their, into the energetics of their business, into the connectedness to their business, really the feminine flow within business. So I'm glad you're here. I'm excited you're here. I'm excited to help you tap into your purpose, your mission, while talking about all things spiritual, emotional, mental, physical. And all the good things. Today I'm taking a question that was posted over on Instagram. Um, if you guys don't know, sometimes I will put little question boxes up there so that I can answer any questions that are coming up for you guys. It's actually really, really helpful for me as well. So the question that we're going to talk about, and we're going to have a conversation about this, is around how to keep your emotions more consistent when you have various situations that are challenging, right? So, um, her question was like more like less of a roller coaster like good versus bad and more just consistency. So I want to have a conversation around this. We're going to talk about why those emotions can feel so out of control at times, how to hold space for those and why it may actually be normal for you to be a highly emotional person. So we're going to talk about this at a few different angles which I'm very excited about. Before we dive in though, three quick announcements. Number one, I have a free masterclass on energetic flow within your business that's coming up. This is dropping on Monday. It's tomorrow, Tuesday. Get yourself on the list for this, you guys. Even if you can't make it to the live call, it's gonna be so potent. For those of you who are like, I'm doing all the things in my business, what the fuck? Or I can't get myself to do all the things in my business, what the fuck? Or you're just like, I want a business, but I don't understand this energetic stuff. We're gonna help you clean up the energetic leaks within your business that are really preventing it from flowing 
from being that ease, that magnetism, that I'm not hustling and forcing and doing all this shit and nothing's happening, right? That's what we're going to talk about. So if you feel called to that, that is in the show notes. The second announcement I have is Warp Speed is open for enrollment. So for those of you who are beating your head against the wall, I think Energetic Flow is going to be a really good little like a tiny insight into all the amazing things that we're going to cover in Warp Speed. But Warp Speed is a mini mastermind where over a, it's going to be probably closer to eight weeks. Let's be real. By the time we're done, I tend to do this. I'm like, it's going to be six weeks. And then I like extend things out for people, but it's a really, really potent container for women who are looking to start their businesses and who are looking to do it from like a balance state. What do I mean? A balance between that feminine energetics and the masculine structures and strategies that we need within our business to feel supported in that feminine, right? So we're going to talk about different strategies. We're going to talk about what you can do to grow an audience, how you can tap into your heart's soulful messages, how you can build a community, how you can sell on social media in a way that feels like it's really service-based, as well as on your podcast or the platforms you build, right? We're going to teach you how to understand which platform is the best for you to really focus your energy in on. We're going to talk about how to launch, how to create programs and download programs and courses and containers that are truly soul-led. And when we are doing all of that strategy work and we're talking to you about building, you know, expanding and growing your business, we're also going to talk about the energetic foundation. I think this is what makes this program so powerful is that it's not just one or the other, right? And not just going super woo and talking about the energetics. I'm pairing it with strategy and action that will move you forward, but I'm also not just talking about strategy and giving you a strategy and a plan without helping you connect in to your own soul's wisdom and guidance. So it's going to be a really, really, really potent energetic container. It's six weeks of mastermind calls. So these are going to be about two hour long calls. We will do about an hour of a topic and then, you know, 30 to 45 minutes of mastermind sessions, hot seat coaching, whatever's coming up for that day. I just added things in you guys. There's going to be a bonus one-on-one call with me because I want to, I realized as I was sitting with it and I was like, you know, I'm really excited about this program, but I want to get each of the people, get to know each of the women coming in a little bit better. So you will have a discovery call with me where we'll just chat about if this is a good fit for you once you apply. But I also want to do a one-on-one session where we can kind of deep dive into your own business and I can understand because one of the things I do really well is helping guide people based on the energetics of what they speak about. So a great example of this is that this week I had a client call. It was the first time we did a, like it was our first one-on-one session together. And she was telling me about her business and I could feel the energy behind her words, right? I could feel that she was disconnected and I was able to, we were able to get to the root of what that disconnection was. And here's the really cool thing, you guys, is when we follow these energetics and I'm able to support you in this way in your business, you will better understand where that foundation has cracks and build up from there. So you get a one-on-one session with me. I'm digressing, I know, but I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Um, I hope you guys enjoy my weird voices on here. 
Anyways, so six weeks, you get a bonus one-on-one call with me. You're going to get eight weeks of Boxer. I just extended it because I realized that the, that half-day virtual tr- retreat might be a week or two after we finish those six-week calls. So you're going to get a, a virtual half-day retreat. We're really going to ground into the energetics and the expansion as well as the business plan. It's going to be really, really f- I'm so excited. I'm like looking into a few things right now behind the scenes. I'm not going to announce any of the details yet, but it's going to be magical. You're not going to want to miss it. And you're going to be able to connect with other like-minded women in this container. So you can get your application in. There are payment plans available, but um, you're literally getting like an hour session with me. You guys is like 333. So you're literally getting, I don't know, over like several thousand dollars worth of content for 1,111 incredible value, incredible, incredible value for what you're going to get in this. And it's going to set you up for a business at warp speed. And that's the intention. So many women right now are feeling called to be like, this is what I need to do in the world, or it's time for me to get my message out there, or it's time for me to stop like being in and out. I'm ready to go hundred percent into my business. I'm ready to create the thing this is the time and this is the space you're going to want to be in. So definitely go apply, get your application in, let's have a conversation. And the last announcement I have is that if you are a Midwesterner listening to this, I'm hosting a retreat in fall of 2022. So it's ways away, but I wanted to let you guys know about it here and now because Right now, you can get the most extended payment plans, and these are going to go away October 10th. So right now, you can literally get a spot in the retreat. If you're coming alone for $121 a month, if you're coming with a friend and you guys are splitting the payment plan, it's like less than 100 bucks a month you can get in on this retreat, which is unheard of, and I'm super fucking excited to be offering these extended payment plans because I know in the past, I've launched the, the retreats close to it, and then you kind of have to like, you know, hustle to get the money together. And this just gives you guys more space. So there's 11, eight and four and painful payment options. They all come out to about the same amount. So it's, it's really consciously priced. I'm excited. Okay. Let's dive into the topic. So, oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> what am I looking at here? The level headedness and avoiding a really high emotional roller coaster. So what I want to say about this is number one, um, if you guys, there's a difference between having a lot of emotions. I think this is such a good, great conversation. I'm glad we opened up this can of worms because I don't think this is a conversation we've had on here. There's a difference between being highly emotional and being highly reactive. So what do I mean? Highly emotional is that you feel things and you feel things deeply, right? You, you cry and you feel, you know, you feel the, the hurt and the sadness and you feel the joy and the ecstasy and you feel the pleasure and you feel, you feel it all, right? To me, that's what highly emotional means. It means you are a feeler and you feel things deeply. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm highly, highly emotional human being. I cry several times a week, if not every day. You guys have heard my voice crack on this podcast because I'm moved to tears by the messages that come through. I'm moved to tears by my life. I'm moved to tears by sunsets. I am emotional, right? And in our society, at least where I grew up, being an emotional person was labeled as bad. Well, you're, you're too emotional. 
you you cry too much you you're you're too sensitive right you're just taking things personally you're just too sensitive you're just this you're just this you're just this you're just this right and i don't believe there's actually anything wrong with being highly emotional i actually for me if i don't feel highly emotional i'm disconnected cuz that's my natural state for those of you who know human design and if you don't um, you can look up your human design on Jovian Archives is where I go. I think there's multiple spots. I just, that's like where I go. So that's the website recommendation I have. And you can actually find out if you're an emotional authority or not. And emotional authority, I think is a interesting, I am an emotional authority. It's an interesting way to be, right? Like, and, and, and just because you don't, don't, I need to say this, just because you don't have an emotional authority doesn't mean you're an, uh, an you're not a highly emotional person. But us emotional authorities are meant to go through the waves throughout the day. We feel everything and that's how we're meant to operate within the world. That's actually how we make our decisions. So for me, I get really, really excited about things. You may, <laughs> this is why like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm gonna, I get really excited about things. And then the emotional wave comes in and you guys may have noticed this happen, right? I'll launch something and then that emotional wave. And this is because I launch things when I'm on that emotional high and I haven't taken the time to actually sit with it. I'll pull things because it, once I ride that emotional wave, it's no longer a hell yes. So as highly emotional people can be seen as um, impulsive. We can be seen as we change our minds a lot. We can be seen as indecisive because we have these emotional highs and lows and we're not meant to make decisions right now, right here, right? And it's not really the topic of the conversation today, but I want you to know that being in a highly emotional person, I believe actually means you're more connected to the present moment. You're more connected to life. You're in your body and you're feeling everything, right? When we're, when we numb or when we're like in that middle ground, to me, it's like, yeah, everything's good. Everything's good. Everything's fine. Nothing's really bad, but nothing's also really, really good, right? It's like, <laughs> it's that when we're numbed out, and this is, you know, I'm, I, full transparency this summer, I was kind of in that like numbed out place. It was just like, I didn't feel anything really, really high. And I didn't feel anything really, really low. And there were some things that I had to like bring up to the surface for myself so that I could start to get back into that, like fully being present in my life. Right. So when we numb out, whether it's from alcohol, ignoring our truth, hanging out with the wrong types of people who maybe are a little more surface level, um, eating a lot of junk food, not honoring, you know, whatever it may be. There's lots of ways we numb out. Social media, all the things, playing video games, whatever it is for you, right? When we stay in that middle ground, it to society, it's more acceptable, right? We're not as emotional. We're not as reactive. We're, and there is a difference between emotional and reactive. We're going to talk about that here in a second. When we say in that middle ground, we're not, we're by society standards, more normal and more accepted. How many of you on this podcast, and I know many of you are highly sensitive human beings, men and women, here's the thing, men and women can be highly sensitive human beings. And you felt everything as a kid, right? You felt the emotions that your family went through. You felt the emotions of the people around you. You felt the energy of the state of the world and you felt it deeply and you cried, and you were angry, and you expressed that emotion, and someone told you it's too much. 
too much. You're being too much. You're being too loud, too angry, too, don't cry. Everything's okay. And we're trained to go back into that, like very middle ground, right? We're trained to go into the not emotionally high, but not emotionally low. Because here's the thing. What I realize is that people aren't just uncomfortable when you're having, like when you're crying, right? People always want to say like, oh, don't cry. Everything's going to be okay. Don't cry. You know, it's okay. Don't cry. Don't be sad. What's wrong, right? Like as if me crying, that meant something is wrong. It just means I'm feeling emotion. We don't need to label it as good or bad, right? People are uncomfortable, not only by that, right? When someone's going through pain or experiencing something hard, people get uncomfortable holding space for those emotions. But they also get uncomfortable when things are really fucking good. Have you ever noticed that? <laughs> it's like, and I'm talking about the average. I'm talking about the people who aren't conscious. I'm talking about the people who are choosing to live in the middle where the real extreme levels of joy and pleasure and holy shit, this is happening in my life and I'm experiencing miracles and oh my God, this is happening. Oh my God. And you're so excited and you're bringing this to someone who's numbed out and in the middle. And they're like, why are you being so much right now? Like, why are you so excited about life? Because it triggers that I'm too not excited. I'm too not. So people get uncomfortable by these highs and lows. And so we're told that we have to stay in the middle. We're told that the middle is the place to be. <laughs> but how many of you guys really want to be in, be in the average or be in the normal? I sure as hell don't. I want to be in the top 2%. I want to be, in, I want to be at the top of my top 2% for me, right? Whatever that means. Success, joy, abundance, love, bliss. That also means I have to be able to hold space for the lows. But the bigger I can hold space for the more emotions that I'm going to go through and the more I can be with that and be present with that, it's just an emotion that doesn't need to be labeled, right? So here's the, here's the thing that I think we're getting at with this question that was asked is the reactiveness. Because once you can hold space for all the emotions that are in your body and all the energy that's in your body, and you can decipher what's yours and what's someone else's, and you know yourself so well because you've allowed yourself to feel the highs and the lows, you start to recognize that what other people project onto you has nothing to do with you, right? Everyone is just a mirror and you're mirroring something to them. Someone having a feeling about you is usually more of a reflection about themselves. So when you start to realize that someone saying something shitty to you has actually, isn't actually true one, but it really doesn't have anything to do with you. And we take ownership for our shit, right? Like we own when like someone says something, you're like, yeah, that's actually true. You're right. <laughs> right. We can own that because we can, we can hold our emotions. We can hold pain and we can hold joy. But the moment we start to take things personally and the moment we start to not hold space for the highs and the lows and we want to numb to the center, when someone says something to us and we can't hold space for the emotion that comes with it, we react and we project it right back onto them. And don't get me wrong, I still do this. I'm, I'm like, let's get very clear. I'm not all enlightened. <laughs> I don't think anyone is 100% of the time. And I still react at times, but it's 
it's less, right? Today, I only really react when people push my buttons over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And all of a sudden I'm like at my breaking point reacting, right? But for the most part, strangers, like people who aren't like really, really close to me, they can say things to me and I'm like, okay. Or it's not even happening anymore. Maybe it will. Maybe it's coming. As I get bigger, there will likely be bigger in the sense of like I expand, I grow, my reach expands and grows. There will likely be some of this, but I'm not, I don't need to react to it, right? So I think emotional depth, not something we need to be concerned about. Feeling and <laughs> crying one minute allows us to feel that feeling as it passes through without labeling and saying because it's, it's because of this or this or this or this. And it may be, right? I was grieving yesterday morning and I was crying and there was grief and I'm, you know, releasing a lot of th things right now. And I was crying in my journaling and then it was gone and it was done and it was passed. And then I could move on and have a good day. And there were still emotions there, but today is a different day and I feel a different way. And I'm not clinging to what that, that meaning anything about me, right? Just cause I'm sad. Doesn't mean I'm a sad person. I can cry. And that doesn't mean I'm a depressed person. It actually means I'm in touch with my feelings and I can feel the things. But where we get into a tricky situation is when we're reactive. When we're so highly sensitive because we haven't done the work for ourselves, right? When we haven't cleared our own shit. Do you guys ever, okay, this is, this is ADHD. If you guys, I'm, I'm my brain, literally ADHD brain. I've been doing this podcast the whole time. And all of a sudden I just noticed, I think the sink has been going in the background the whole time. My, my parents have this reverse osmosis sink or filtration system. And it's like, and now I just notice it. And now my brain can't think about anything other than that. Literally ADHD. Okay. I had to move into another room. Hopefully this helps <laughs> my ADHD. So where the problem we get into is when we're emotionally reactive, <laughs> ran up and downstairs again. Oh my God. Emotionally reactive versus highly emotional, right? I think, I don't think highly emotional is an issue. I think it actually helps <laughs> for me. It's like amplifies my ability to feel into my manifestation. It, it amplifies my ability to be compassionate. It amplifies my ability to like feel everything in life, right? Whereas being highly emotionally reactive usually means I'm taking things about what people have said. I'm taking things about what people have done and I'm taking them personally. And this is where we have to look at what, what's, what's actually true, right? Like someone said something hurtful about me and I react to them, right? I'm like, well, fuck you, you asshole. Right? To me, that's emotional reactivity. Where someone says something and you don't take a moment to pause and take a breath and say, is this actually about me? Is this actually about me or is it more of a reflection of this person and who they are? And when we're confident, in who we are. We know who we are. We're not looking for anyone else to tell us who we are, right? Because here's a powerful thing is when you're looking for someone else to tell you who you are, you're going to get people telling you who you 
are, whether that's something good or something bad, right? You will get people telling you and judging you and you're, because you're looking for external feedback, you're going to take those things personally. And when we take things personally is when we get highly reactive. When we're highly reactive, there's no pause in our emotional reaction. We are reacting to the world without responding, right? We're not responding, we're reacting. And to me, that's where we get ourselves into a pickle. And not a, <laughs> a real pickle. To me, that's where we get ourselves into trouble is because we're not, we're not reacting as we desire to react, right? For me, I may be hurt in that moment, but can I take a breath and say, what is this person feeling? Where might this be coming from? Is this actually true? Emotional intelligence is taking a moment before we respond. It doesn't mean we're not having the thoughts of fuck you, right? It doesn't mean that we're not having those things, but we're being the witness to the experience of thinking those thoughts. So instead of saying the thing we want to say, right, in that moment and amplifying the energy of the situation that may be negative, we can choose, even if we are highly reactive in that second, to say, hey, I actually need a moment before we have this conversation. I'm feeling pretty angry and pissed off. I need to go process. Let's have this conversation when I'm feeling a little bit more even like level. Or I'm noticing myself start to disassociate a little bit. And when I disassociate, I get really, <laughs> I, say some, I say some fucked up things, right? Let's have this conversation when I'm back in my body. And if you have the right people around you, they're going to understand this. And if you don't, you will one day, right? So you can still have these people in your reality and choose to react in a way that's self-honoring. So this is a great example. I've had to pause this recording three times. Literally, the universe is giving me things to teach on. And right now, I'm kind of pissed off. I'm kind of angry and I'm kind of upset. Dahlia's been whining. She's been drinking water. She's been like barking in the background. The water thing is going. I have to go turn the water off. Like all these things, right? And I just had to move for like the third time. And here I am pissed off, right? doesn't mean the anger is a bad thing. I'm a little frustrated right now. I'm a little like upset about how the situation, how the recording is going. <laughs> Literally. But I can choose in this moment to like allow myself to feel that. I am angry. I am upset. This thing is happening and I want it to be going a different way than it actually is, but it's out of my control, right? Out of my control. Dahlia is out of my control. Her reactions, what she's doing, barking in the middle of a podcast, is something that I cannot control. And so I, I can only control my response to what she's doing right now, right? which at first I wanted to get really, I was like, are you going to just take a nap? Go take a nap, you dumb dog, right? And I'm like, okay, what does she actually need? Why is she actually doing this? She's probably a little bored. She's a puppy. Yeah, we went on a walk this morning, but she wants to play. And she, she's excited to play, right? So I can start to understand where she's coming from, right? I know this is a dog example, but apply this to the people at your work, Apply this to your relationships. Apply this to whatever it may be. And here's, here's the thing. We don't, that does not mean we have to take 
what someone's doing. We can be emotionally intelligent and be responsive rather than reactive, right? Me saying, Dahlia, don't you just want to sleep, right? Like that's like me exploding because I, I haven't been able to set boundaries. <laughs> Can't really set boundaries with a dog, you guys. I've tried. I gave her a bone. I don't know where the bone went. I'm doing the best I can, right? Out of my control. But you can set boundaries so you don't get to that explosive point of like, hey, I'm not going to have these conversations when you're yelling in my face or when you're talking to me like that or you're being degraded. I won't actually engage with you. I'm not going to have those conversations. So if you want to have this conversation with me, you can come to me at a point when you're more emotionally calm and you're ready to be respectful. And until then, I'm going to disengage, right? These are, these are actually things that I've said to people in the past of like, Hey, I'm not going to have this conversation with you when you're emotionally heightened because you have to set boundaries or or you will be reactive, right? Like I can't set boundaries with this puppy, (laughs) which is okay. And we're learning, right? And we're, we're getting the energy out the best we can. And then mommy gets to do her work and we'll see if we get through a whole podcast, but you can set boundaries with human beings. And when we set boundaries, there's less of a reactiveness needed because we we get angry when the boundaries are crossed over and over again, right? It's like there, you know, there's a situation where I had someone who's very explosive, very explosive. And I, I set those, literally what I just said, I set the boundary. I'm like, hey, I can see you're really angry. I can see your voice is getting raised. I tend to shut down and I, my emotions get turned off when someone's yelling. It's a trigger for me. And I go into freeze. And so until you're able to, have these conversations with me in a more level-headed, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be productive. Let's come back when we're both like more calm and more in our bodies. Those are conversations I've had. Because it allows you to be emotionally present and hearing what the other person is saying and being compassionate and being there and present. Now here's the important part. If you have people in your life who aren't willing to like who consistently cross those boundaries where you've opened up and said like, Hey, I'm noticing these things. Can we have a conversation about it? Right. Or, Hey, I've noticed you haven't like, you've ignored me every time I've walked into this room over the past couple of months. And I've, you know, tried to engage, did I do something to hurt you? Instead of being reactive, we be proactive and we be responsive. So you can start to have these conversations with people. And then if the behavior continues, right? Because we're emotionally intelligent human beings. I believe all of you who are listening to this podcast, and if you're not, you can become one. It's a choice, right? It's a choice to be emotionally intelligent and say, hmm, am I reacting because this is actually triggering something for me? Am I reacting because I'm really upset and my boundaries have been crossed? Am I reacting this way? Am I explosive this way? Am I shut down this way because something is happening and communicating that, right? But if we have people who continue to cross boundaries over and over and over again, and it's causing us to be highly emotional and highly reactive, that's where we have to make choices. And some of you are in situations where you can't just like up and leave right now through a job. You can actually, it's always a choice. Let's be real. And some of you are in situations where it can't change right now. You can choose to fully disengage. You can choose to pull your energy out of situations. You can choose to take absolutely nothing a certain individual says personally and continue to set boundaries and, and while choosing to find a way out of the situation. People 
in your world right now are reflecting something back. They're there to teach you something, right? So when I had that person who was highly explosive towards me over and over and over again, over and over and I would set boundaries, I would set boundaries, I would set boundaries. There's a point in time when I was in this situation where I said, I'm pulling my energy out. I'm done. I'm pulling my energy out of the situation. I continued to set boundaries and this person was removed from my world, right? Because I shifted within. I said, I see the lesson I was here to learn. I was here to learn better boundaries. I was here to learn more, more self-confidence. I was here to learn a backbone, right? Oh my gosh, thank you for all these lessons. And this is not mine. I'm going to give that back to you and I'm going to pull my energy out. What does that mean? Pull your energy out. It means you literally disconnect the cords. You disconnect the cords and there's no emotional charge for me because you know it's not about you. You found that within you to say, this isn't actually about me. This isn't about me. This isn't about how I'm showing up. And I've done everything to set the boundaries, have the conversations, shift this work relationship, partnership, friendship, whatever it may be, bossship. I've done everything and I'm going to just disconnect my energy and I'm not going to take anything personally anymore because I know this isn't about me. And you can only, 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 only ever do that when you're really truly grounded in this is who I am. I know the things that you're saying about me aren't actually true. I've had the conversations. I've opened up. I've done the work. I'm going to therapy. I'm processing my emotions, right? When you know that about yourself and you're like, nope, this is who I am. The reactiveness, the need to react goes away. So the purpose of this podcast is to show you that emotional, highly, being highly emotional is not bad, but being highly reactive is where we want to take our power back, right? Because when we're reacting so strongly to something, it usually means there's a wound or a trigger there for us. It's like when you judge someone so hard, it usually is something that you desire for yourself or something that you judge yourself for, right? Reactivity is the same thing. You can only react to something that you maybe slightly believe is true. <laughs> You're just so upset, Dahlia. She's like growling and whining. She's done. We're going to go for a walk after this. Um, you can, you're only ever going to be highly reactive to something that you kind of believe is true. Right? Otherwise, it wouldn't impact you. If I didn't believe that someone calling me, um, what, what, a, what a, people told me in the past that I reacted really highly reactive to. This is a good example. Um, <laughs> someone told me that I was um, highly selfish and what was that? What else did they say? Just like inconsiderate and selfish and yeah made dumb, dumb choices. <laughs> and I can only believe that's true if I believe it about myself, right? It's only going to like create some reactivity in me. If I, there's a tiny, even if it's the tiniest part of you, that's the reality. It's like, here's, here's, it's going to be a hurtful no matter what, right? Like if someone says something about me, even if it's not true, it's still hurtful. It still causes me like emotional pain. But the difference is I'm not really reacting to it as strongly or the need to like defend myself when I, believe, I don't believe it's true. When I don't believe it's true, it's like, fuck, that's really a mean thing to say. That's really hurtful. I'm going to feel it because I am a highly emotional person, but I'm not going to react to it as powerfully and as like 
charged if I don't believe it. So when we're emotionally intelligent, we can look at the stuff that like we're really reacting to that that's giving us that charge, that really strong charge. And again, there's a difference between a charge and just feeling highly like, oh, that's something really mean for someone to say to me, or that's something really mean for a way someone to treat me. Like I feel like I I'm hurt, right? There's a difference between that and being like, fuck you, fuck yourself, fuck, 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 you know? <laughs> That's how I am on the inside. When someone says something to me that like, I kind of believe about myself. Um, <laughs> so, or two ways, this can also go of like, oh my God, that is me. I'm so, like, you can internalize it. We don't want to do any of that stuff. We want to just look at the stuff that we feel a response to and say, is this actually true? And we have to own our power and like knowing what is and isn't true about us. When we can own our shadow and hold space for all the emotions we feel, we can say, you know what? That is a little bit true. Actually, I'm a little bit selfish in these ways. Let me see how I can work and shift that, right? I can own that and say like, just because I have selfish tendencies doesn't mean I'm a selfish or I'm a bad person. And I can see how I'm showing up selfishly in these situations and how can I shift that and be a little more selfless, or I can say, you know what? That's actually not true about me. I'm actually pretty selfless, but I've had to set boundaries in that person. My boundaries makes that person uncomfortable. Doesn't mean I'm selfish. It just means I'm trying to honor my energy and that's okay. See the difference versus fuck you. I'm not a selfish person. And you know what? That's actually a little bit true. Or you know what? I don't feel like that's true. I feel like you're actually a little uncomfortable by my boundaries. You can own it, whatever it may be, and hold space for it because you're emotionally intelligent and you can hold that, mm, the stings, but just because something causes discomfort doesn't mean I can't sit in it. And this is the power of being a highly emotional person who feels it all and can hold space for it all is that you can hold space for the discomfort and know that you're going to be just fine because you've done it over and over and over again. And the discomfort is where the magic happens. And you know this. That's why we can't numb out and sit in the center. That's why we have to be, and based on our own unique personality, right? Some of us just aren't as highly emotional as human beings. But I know I'm a highly sensitive human being. When I'm like, I, I feel everything. So I know when I'm sitting in the center, I'm not sitting in my greatness. I'm not sitting in my full power. I'm not sitting in my full magnetism because I'm numbing not just the upper but I'm also numbing and not just the lower, but also the upper. So I hope this episode was helpful for you guys. I appreciate you being here, hanging out through all the dog noises, all the background noises. And if this episode helped you, please do share it with a friend, a family member, someone you know who will resonate with this message. If you have not already rated the podcast, you guys, this is how it gets out to more people. If you're like, this message has helped me in any shape or form, I'd really appreciate it. It is my mission. It is my dream. It is my vision to have this message in the hands of more women and men. So thank you for tuning in and I'll catch you next time.